You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. last twist of the story. Whatever you worship, you imitate. Whatever you imitate, you become. In other words, whatever you value most will ultimately determine who you are. If you worship money, you'll become greedy at the core of your heart. If you worship some sinful habit, that same sin will grip your soul and poison your character to death. If you worship stuff, your life will become material, void of eternal significance. If you give all your praise to the God of you, you'll become a disappointing little God both to yourself and to all those who trust in you. When you really honestly think about it, what is the most important thing in your life? If your knee-jerk reaction is God, look closer to see what you're pouring your time, attention, money, and affections into. Pastor Danny will explain how idols often sprout and grow subtly in your life and eventually become something you serve and worship ahead of God. You must make a choice. You cannot serve the Lord until you get rid of the idols in your life. What you worship, you'll imitate, and what you imitate, you will become. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 John chapter 5 with today's edition of The Living Word. I'm at Busch Gardens probably once every two weeks. I go there just to unwind. I'll go there by myself. I love walking around. I love looking at the animals. But my favorite pastime at Busch Gardens is Congo River Rapids. I do not ride the ride. I take quarters, and I stand there, and if you are on the ride, I'm going to wet you. I am a professional. I've invested hundreds of dollars over the years. And my favorite is the first one, second one from the far right. And that's the best one because it'll get you every time. On a day I really need to unwind, I take a roll of quarters. I invest $10 in one standing. And there I am. I was there the other day. I just went in. I was there for an hour. I went back home. And if you think there's something wrong with that, it's your problem. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with enjoying things that God allows us to do. We just got to be careful that those pleasures don't become the most important thing. They don't crowd God out of our lives. Why is there such great potential for idolatry? Boy, inspired, not the Bible, but definitely inspired. Louis Giglio from the air I breathe. Let me just read you. If you think about it, history has known no shortage of worship. The timeline of mankind is littered with trillions of little idols. Every culture, every corner of the earth, every age has had its gods. Just circle the globe and watch for worship. Study the great civilizations, explore their temples. The compelling question for me is, why? Why do we crave something to worship? Why are we so insatiably drawn from idol to idol, desperately needing something to champion, something to exalt, something to adore? I think it's because we were designed that way. We were made for God. The Bible says it this way. All things were made by him and all things were made for him. We were created to worship. And because we're created to worship, if man does not worship God, he will worship someone or something. Even people that don't know they're worshiping, they're worshiping someone or something. Let me just read quickly. Romans chapter 1. 
Verse 21, although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Verse 25, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Now, before we're done, let me give you what I think are some helpful recommendations and something that we must realize. Um, Usually, idolatry doesn't happen overnight. Usually, you don't go from God is number one in my life to in the next moment, you're serving and worshiping an idol. Doesn't happen that way. Usually happens over time. Luke 8, 14, as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. Genesis 35. This is after Jacob has gone through years of God maturing him, and now he's a mature saint. Verse 1, Genesis 35, then God said to Jacob, go up to Bethel, that's where his relationship with God started, and settle there and build an altar there to God who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother uh, Esau. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, get rid of the foreign gods you have with you and purify yourselves. Get rid of the idols. So verse 4, they gave Jacob all the foreign gods they had and the rings in their ears, which was connected with their idolatry, and Jacob burned them under the oak at Shechem. Genesis 31, 19 says Jacob's wife, Rachel, stole her father's household gods. And as you follow the story, it didn't happen overnight, but a little bit over time, the family in their lives, they allowed these idols to become part of their lives. Joshua chapter 24, same thing with Joshua. Joshua is an aged saint. And here's some of his final words to the children of Israel. Verse 14, Joshua 24. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshiped beyond the river and in Egypt. Then he says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable for you, you make a choice. You make a choice today. But as for me and my household, we'll serve the Lord. The people respond and say, oh, come on now, we're going to serve the Lord. And Joshua says, you can't serve the Lord. They said, we can't serve the Lord. That's our intention. He says again, you can't serve the Lord. What's going on? It culminates, verse 23 of Joshua 24. Now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord. In other words, until you get rid of the idols, you can't serve the Lord. One last scripture. And unfortunately, this scripture represents, unfortunately, I think, people today who try to do both, keep their idols and keep the Lord as well. Because of Israel's sin, God has allowed the Assyrians to come and take control of their land, rule over them. King of Assyria sends Assyrians into Israel to co-inhabit and live among the Israelites And it says in verse 25, listen, when they first lived there, they did not worship the Lord. So he sent lions among them and they killed some of the people. Well, that gets the king's attention. He says uh, says to a servant, you go and find a priest in Israel that knows what that God, the God of Israel requires in worshiping him. 
and you get some things settled there so that these people don't continue to get killed by lions, including our own people. So they find a priest, and the priest tells them what the God of Israel requires. But here's what they did. Verse 32, they worshiped the Lord, but they also appointed all sorts of their own people to officiate for them as priests in the shrines at the high places. They worshiped the Lord, but they also served their own gods in accordance with the customs of the nations from which they had been brought. And the last verse in the chapter, verse 41, even while these people were worshiping the Lord, they were serving their idols. I'm going to bring it full circle. Here's what God said. You must not have any other God but me. Some people misunderstood and think, what a selfish God. No, he's more unselfish than you could imagine. From the air I breathe. There's one more reason worship should really matter to you. Whatever you worship, you become. You can worship whatever you want, but there'll always be a last twist to the story. Whatever you worship, you imitate. Whatever you imitate, you become. In other words, whatever you value most will ultimately determine who you are. If you worship money, you'll become greedy at the core of your heart. If you worship some sinful habit, that same sin will grip your soul and poison your character to death. If you worship stuff, your life will become material, void of eternal significance. If you give all your praise to the God of you... You'll become a disappointing little God both to yourself and to all those who trust in you. If God's spoken to you and you realize, you know, there's some things I need to change. Some of us just need to sell it, give it away. Or if it's not something that somebody else should have, destroy it. Destroy it. Some of us need to end the relationship. Because that as it is, you're putting that relationship above God. Now, if you're married, that's not a relationship to end. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe we need to adjust our priorities. You're so busy and busy in things that in and of themselves may not be sin, but they've crowded God out of being number one. Some of us need to find some new role models. And if you're a man, I exhort you, encourage you, find a godly role model, another male, and say, I want to be like them. And you find out what makes them tick. What is it? What is it that makes them so God? I want to be like them. I want to imitate them. If you're a lady, find a godly woman and say, I want to be like her. And you find out what makes her tick and what her life is like, and then you imitate her. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of 1 John. There's so much to learn, so we hope that you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now at our website, ccfstpete.church. Just click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, where you can watch a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and be able to jump into the conversations there. 
If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. We're excited to welcome you into our family of faith. You'll find directions and more information at our website. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services. So if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to join Pastor Danny in 1 John right here on The Living Word.